What's yeah. the show? WandaVision Wanda. on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Oh, I, about... I saw commercials for it. Do they go back in time too? Are they? So, no. Nothing in common. Nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay comfortable comments. Like, I remember, what's his name? There was a whole, like, problem with, um, I don't know if you know the coach at O'Brien. Yeah. But he was on social media, and he had to get checked because he was going off about. um, Waldo. Was it? Wal- no, he was going. No, not even Walt. It was somebody on Tech Boston. I forget which kid it was at the time. But this is when. when the kid who was a o- super senior? Like, yeah. So, like apparently. 20 years old. <laughs> apparently, Blake, at the time, too, O'Brien had. Waldo and they had um, Desante. Both of them were both. I at think that O'Brien. was that was my first year at OB. Yeah, exactly. Like he had a bro. He had two of the best plays in the city too. He was just mad because they were getting run out the gym in Tech Boston. So he aired his feelings out on social media, which the worst place to do is on social media because everybody sees it. So like people were like calling for him, looking for him, and stuff like that. It was an ugly situation. I guess it got handled, but. It was like, yo, like, I know, like, that's going on or whatever like that. But, like, you can't just be airing on social media because obviously people see that, especially when it, it makes you honestly, it made him look scared, to be honest with you. He came out and was like, yeah, they they've got all these seniors and stuff like that, because I also don't know how old um, what's his name was at the time either, too, because I heard he was a super senior, too. Yeah. Well, he just wasn't he wasn't really doing uh, his work. OK, so somebody had told me that he was super senior. I don't know if it was yeah. true or not. I I can't Word. confirm or deny. I got a, I got a uh, off the rip topic. If y'all off y'all ready to engage? Y'all got what you got? Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. This is not. It's not a salacious topic. All right, all right okay. Salacious. All right. Okay. You don't have to check the doors, and you know your significant others can actually join in in this conversation. Um, I was having a conversation with a young uh, lady the other day in a professional setting, and uh, she was a young white um, lady aspiring to to still work in education. And um, she asked me this question, and I wanted to ask it to y'all, too. Actually, she didn't ask me this question, but I formulated this question from what she was saying. And I was in. Anyways, question is how to be an active anti-racist. What are strategies for that? To call people out on their race, not call people out on their racism, but to call people out when something is racist. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you see something, if you see something that's going on and you can put a stop to it, like, for example, like if somebody says, especially in like a professional center, the teacher says something about like another student to like another teacher and say, like, you're in a staff room or something like that, and you call her out for it, mm-hmm. I believe that's the way. Mm. Yeah, I'm a, I, I agree with Mook. Um, one, calling people out. Um, making them feel uncomfortable because, I mean, you know, I feel like people retreat in an uncomfortable setting. But, I mean, I feel like the racial discussion overall is uncomfortable to certain people, especially when you challenge them on certain stuff that they say. So definitely continue to do that. But I'm seeing a lot of people educate themselves around just reading things, reading up on history, reading up on um, some of these anti-racist books, holding white affinity groups um, is definitely a great way to start as well. 
I think the most important thing is like to one, you need to take time to educate yourself and kind of check yourself. Like, I think it's great to be active and to call people out on the bullshit, but it, it only goes so far if you're still doing things that right. perpetuate the system or don't help create change. And not even to say that everybody needs to do something to make this huge change, but everybody needs to have at least some base, some basic self-awareness uh, about how they impact the system, you know? And then from there, you can work to try to be, you know, anti-racist as opposed to just against racism. Mm. Um, but I also think it looks different for everybody because I wouldn't tell somebody that is not comfortable speaking up or speaking out to people that you have to call everything out if you see it because then it, it, it doesn't fit who they are. Like people need to find out how they can be anti-racist in their own personal way so that we're getting this person is doing it this way, this person is doing it this way, this person's having a town hall meeting, this person's talking with their friends, you know, like it needs to be done in a, a multitude of ways in order to be really need to play their roles. Exactly, play mm. your roles, you know, and do and do what makes the most sense for you. Play to your strengths. Exactly, exactly. It's like, I don't think there's a, a perfect way to, to be anti-racist, but there are some basic things that everybody can and should be doing to kind of check their, their biases, you know, and who they are as a person. Yeah, there's, there's something that we do with our scholars that me and Rashawn um, work with that one of our core values is integrity. And our whole point is that it's not about being in integrity 100% of the time because that's impossible, right? But it's about recognizing when you're out of integrity and then what choices do you make to get back into integrity? So I think that's I think that's a huge part is just self-awareness and realizing when uh, you do slip up as an individual and realizing, okay, now I need to figure out how I can make that back, how I can atone for that, or how I can uh, fix that relationship with whoever. Um, and also, like, uh, what, you, what everybody just said was, you know, call call it out or bring it to light. And then when that happens, if you're on the other end of it, the individual who's being called out, listen, not to respond, but to understand. Mm -hmm. In fact, don't even respond. Like if someone's calling you out on something, take that in, you know, say, I hear you or whatever, whatever you need to say. But in my experience, I get the most frustrated once someone tries to bring an explanation after I just said, yo, that was a little rate. That was racist or um, call them out on some of their behavior, you know? Mm. No, that's a great question, D. Yeah, it reminds me of a quote I had heard that I had written down because it just stuck out to me. But it says the the singles the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. And I forget where I saw it, but um, you know, it kind of speaks to D what you're saying, where you know people might try to have a conversation, but you can't really know how the other person is taking it in you don't always know how the other person's taking it in. Like they might be looking to hear what you have to say so they can respond back. Mm. But really you just want to say, Hey, what you did was wrong. Like what you did is not okay. And then, you know, leave it at that. You don't need to respond. You don't need to give me an explanation for why you did it. Regardless of what you did, it was wrong. You know, and people had this natural inclination to always respond back to what they say or what they're, what they've said, or what they're being told. And it, it creates like this disconnect in how we communicate. Cause like you said, D, we don't always communicate to listen and understand. Sometimes we just try and talk back and forth to each other. Yeah. And again, uh, that also goes back with what, and I'll let you finish up Rashawn, but um, just the difference between intent and impact. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can have 
oh, my intentions weren't to harm you. My intentions weren't to offend you or my intentions were to make light of a situation or that that that's fine and dandy. But the sting is still there. Right. The impact is still here. So like you could have I could have had a fly on my face and you you had the intent to get the fly off my face. But you slapped me. My face still hurts, even mm. though you didn't mean to hurt me. You know, what I mean, there's still a very real impact to your actions. Yeah, there's that. But then with, with that intent impact, it also creates challenges, too, because everybody's impact is going to be different. And there's some people that's the impact is so much stronger than the other person. So it, it like I feel like it creates this worry that you have to be careful what you say. Like you can't always take somebody's impact and how it affects them. Uh, I don't know. You, you can't always take it the same way with each person. It can't be the same across the board. Right. And then that's where I say that's when you have to realize have that self-awareness and, and being okay, I crossed the line. Right. Now I think I, yeah. I, now I'll make it up. Yeah. That's where I was getting. Well, I'm not feet. saying well, I'm certainly not saying walk on eggshells. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Say what you need to say, be confident in what you're saying. But you know, just also know <laughs> you don't know everything. I don't know everything. And and we all do have preconceived biases and notions and that if we're dealing with a situation like that, then it's best to un- listen to understand it ed- and listen to get educated, not listen to respond. But go ahead, Rashawn. No, nah, you, you hit the nail on the coffin. No, nah, I was just going to go into the, no, the intent versus impact piece. Um, Cause I was just saying like, you know, it just kind of, enhances that self-awareness piece like oh okay like maybe i'll think before i say this again but Mm. then back to green's point just kind of finding that fine line before like between not trying to walk on eggshells but being more self-aware that you know my intent wasn't to like really impact this person you know what i mean i think we probably all know somebody or have seen somebody that overreacts to things and takes everything that's said as a personal attack on them Mm-hmm. And there are people that like, how do you really monitor the, the impact of something like that? If you say something, but they, they take it personally because of their own past experiences and, and whatnot. So like there's situations like that where you, you can't always monitor, you know, what your intention, your intention was compared to the impact because yeah. people have their own experiences. But then and that, but- that goes to integrity for me. That means integrity for me and knowing that person's tripping off of their own shit. Exactly. That's yeah. It's projection that tripping because yeah. of whatever experience or trauma or whatever that they've gone through. I can recognize that if I was, if I was in my feelings and if I was taking it personally yeah. and I'm going to come back and respond again. Yeah. You know what I mean, so if it works both ways. Yeah. Cause the question becomes what's it's not, what's that about? It's just, what's that about you? Why do you continue to trip off of what I said? Right. If it's not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess it's very much just situational. It depends on who you're talking to. It depends on what the context is. You know, like I, I think about like some of the clients I work with and a lot of times they, you know, they say how they feel and I don't need to challenge them, but in a different circumstance, if I wasn't right, there. Right, you're a therapist. Exactly, I was going to say, you if I'm not a therapist. at that point, yeah. Right, if I wasn't in my therapist role, then it, it might be different. I might challenge it or just have a, a deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. So it, it very much is situational on, on how you go about those things. And uh, um, I know I keep talking about work, but another way it, it is really helpful, but another way that um, helps to address situations like this is not to offer advice or tell people what to do, but ask them, yo, what would it look like if? Mm. So like, what would it look like if uh, 
you know, you said that with a kinder tone, right? Or what would it look like if if you waited to respond instead of responding to me directly, right? Um, like just kind of ask them a question instead of instead of telling them or giving them advice on what to do and have them process it in their own mind. Because um, then it walks them back to that intent versus impact ha- piece. Yeah, and has them really own uh, take ownership on what they what their decisions and choices are. Right. And that's the bigger thing is it, it, it makes it seem like to them, it was their decision to, to acknowledge that or to make that change, as opposed to if you say, well, you said this in a really rude tone, can you say it again? Now it's like, it's coming from this person. So it's not my decision. But when you feel like you made that reflection and decided, oh, I kind of, you know, said this the wrong way. I didn't mean it for it to come off this way. You know, it, it has a different impact for us. And it, it makes us want to actually make that change when we're aware of it ourselves and can kind of do that reflection. And, and also when we're very honest on how that impacted us too, because mm-hmm. if I'm not honest on, on the impact of me, I'm like, whatever, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. And that person's going to keep moving with how they're moving. But if I'm like, yo, to be honest with you, and this is my, and I, and I'll preface it like this, to be honest with you, this is my shit too. But this is what came up for me when you said that. So I don't know if you tried to or didn't mean to, but that's what happened. And I know I got to work on that, but potentially you can have the same impact with other people. So commu- I feel like communication is really at the root of it, being good at communicating, which is so much easier said than done. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's also why it's so frustrating when you see like Facebook threads of people just arguing about politics and stuff, because that's not like communication. That's just people sharing a point and then you know, somebody else sharing a point <laughs> for the somebody... most, for the most part, it's uneducated people using misinformed information, exactly. not even checked. It's and just surface level information. And they take that and they just arguing with their emotions, with arguing it. out of anger, not yeah. arguing out of the actual point. Yeah. That's why I can't engage. I can't engage in Facebook. I can't engage in, in, in Twitter comments. That's why I like Reddit a lot better. I think the community on Reddit is more fun to interact with. Oh Yeah. YouTube comments are funny too. I love YouTube comments. <laughs> YouTube comments, I'll get, I'll, I'll make, I'll get mixed up in some YouTube comments, but that's, that's my vice. I'll admit that. You be commenting on YouTube videos? Oh, it's so fun. Going back and forth with people. It's, it's great. It's really on my geeky shit, like comic book stuff. So. It's Dee's guilty pleasure. Bro, the comic book videos. I like the ones where they, they kind of give like a. Uh, their interpretation of super of certain like superheroes, supervillains, and like why they're they're this powerful, why they do this, why they do this. And I have looked at some of the comments, and you'll see people nerd out like mm-hmm. go crazy, like "Nah, this happened in episode blah blah blah,", blah and he could have done this, but he chose to do this, and this is why. And like that, yeah, that stuff is wild. And I think that's why it's fun for me to engage in that stuff because it's about fiction, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not necessarily real. Yeah, it's so it, so it's you know, there's no real life impact to it so it's like i can engage in this argument and walk away and still <laughs> be happy you know but when i talk to somebody about some political stuff on facebook then i get super in my feelings like yo this person's an idiot like i can't and it'll mess my whole day up yeah. <laughs> speaking of superheroes have you guys uh watched wandavision at all i have what do you think so far I, i'm enjoying it thoroughly i know I like some people that. are saying it's lacking of action but i, I was going into that expecting it me and Marissa started it last night. And, it's a uh, slow burn. I didn't even think it was that slow. I mean, like, I don't know. There's parts to it that, you know, definitely keep you, like, into it. So I don't think oh, it's I slow don't, at all. Yeah. What's, yeah. What's I, the I agree show? with you, Kareem. I, it's not a slow burn, but it's not 
traditional Marvel, I would say. Right, right, yeah, yeah, definitely. What's yeah, the show? WandaVision Wanda. on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Oh, I, about, I saw commercials for it. Do they go back in time too? Are they? So no. It, oh. Yes and no. Okay, because I saw like some like sixty commercial type. That's thing. the tro- the trope is that they're doing the air different eras of the sitcom. Yep. But there's something wrong with the place that they're in. We don't okay. know why yet. Yeah. But every so often something happens that's out of place. And you got to really, it's one of those shows. I know I'm going to have to rewatch it because it's like, once it explains everything. Yeah. It's going to be like, okay, so that was that. That was that. This happened because of that. So there's like a lot of parallels and stuff. Like, it's not one of those things where I could be on my phone or on Reddit and pop in every couple of minutes no you could though because yeah. that's the way that's the way it's formatted like it's like a, a 60s sitcom oh so okay so you, know the, so you know the tropes or that was the first episode was like the 50s the second episode was the 60s the third episode was the 70s so gotcha. the fourth episode is going to be an 80s sitcom so oh, that's dope. the last episode is kind of like brady bunch you know what i mean ah okay and yeah. before that it was like i love lucy okay yeah. That's and it's dope because um, Scarlet Witch is played by Elizabeth Olsen, and who her older sisters are um, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Oh, oh so there's crazy. gonna be a '90s episode, which definitely, if they don't uh, include them, yeah, Full House, yeah, then I'll be surprised. But I'm pretty sure that I, I think I've seen the trailers where it's, they have. So what's the show one more time? One Division. One Division. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a a HBO Max, right? That, no, no he said Disney Plus. Plus. Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Everything Marvel is on Disney Plus. Word. Everything Marvel and Star Wars. Yep. Um, yeah. So I... there's, they're coming out with WandaVision. Then they're going to come out with Captain America. Uh, they're going to come out with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is Anthony Mackie. Yep. Um, Speaking so of Anthony Captain Mackie, did you guys, I'm sorry to cut you off, D. Did you guys watch that video, uh, that movie on Netflix? Yeah, we talked about it last week. Oh, did we? Oh, okay. Or I think I, I did. Maybe I just watched it. That shit was good. That was good. It was a lot better than I expected. Yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. Um, but what were you saying? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. No, off. I was just saying the different slates of different movies, different stuff coming out. That's all surrounded with Marvel, and then they have a Loki series coming out as well. Yeah. Oh, um, next was it next weekend that movie um with Denzel? The little things, the little things that get you caught. Oh my God! You guys see the trailers for that? The little things that get you caught. No, nobody else. Seen try that? to do my Denzel. My Denzel. <laughs> Can't get it down. Hey, Jake. <laughs> is Denzel the most impersonated actor? Is, is is that what tells you if you have a good impression? If you can impersonate, I would say Robert Denzel? De Niro is one of, is up there. Then Robert, Robert De Niro, De Niro, Al Pacino, yeah. yeah. And then that's Denzel probably amongst the culture. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Amongst yeah. the black community, I feel like he's yeah. the most imp- if, most impersonated. Yeah. If you got a good Denzel, I'm gonna laugh. Like that that's an impersonation for me that like if you can do a good Denzel, you got me. I'll give Denzel, you I say Jay Z too. Jay Z might be up there too. I feel Eddie like Murphy. A lot of people, Eddie, Eddie yeah, Murphy. Yeah, that's well, good yeah well. Eddie Murphy, yep. Or Chris Jay, Jay Farrell. I mean, he's mm-hmm. just his his impersonations are ridiculous. Yeah, his career kind of I don't know what happened. It's weird, man. It's like it's like there's a gatekeeper for young black for the young black actors in Hollywood. Mm. Like there's that there aren't like Anthony Mackie is the only one who I see really taking it to the next level right now. Yeah, I mean there's Lupita. Yeah. There's Yaya Abdul. 
But even them, Anthony Mackie's the one I see cross over to mainstream. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, like, because he was in a Marvel movie. So. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're in those action movies, like, that's like, that's the blueprint, right? Essentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're just black actors, or are you talking a certain. No, I'm talking about black. I'm talking about I'm thinking about black actors who are or who have gone mainstream, and I'm saying that yeah. it's still well, a Michael lot. B. Jordan, Sam Jackson going around. Um, Michael B. Jordan is a little occupied right now. Oh, well, Michael, B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, transferred over. definitely transferred over the yeah, he did. mainstream. Definitely. But but my next my question is like, do you do you hate Kevin Hart now for like just yes. getting what getting his money now? Like, cause he's just not for real. No, on some real shit. It's like <laughs> Mook said yes with the quickness. <laughs> no, no, but for real. Like, do you hate <laughs> Kevin Hart now? Because yo, I mean, I feel like because I'm, of how he did it, because he's a caricature. Mm. He's clearly getting laughed at by white people. Yeah. And that's what he's he's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go all in on this little yelling guy bit. Yeah, that's honestly, ride to the ride into the sunset. But see, I hate wait, calling pe- wait, I hate I, calling people this. No, Mook, don't but- do it. Don't do it. Edgar, hold on, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, Mook. Now, nah, but for real, I feel like there's other, man is. Could you hate? Could, there's can other you, dudes could you who hate? Coon worse than him. Nah, he's not yeah. Jason Whitlock. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Jason I'm Whitlock is the bar yeah. for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying the bar for me. But I'm saying, like, he's 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 a few but, years he has, on that, but, but he's but, nah. But Terry Crews has is tendencies. Like, right? There's some Terry, tendencies. Kevin Hart's like here. Terry Crews is like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the bar is like, like I'm, I'm Terry Crews is closer to like Whitlock than 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 Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart is. But I'm just saying, Wait, you put Kevin Ole up here. I'm just saying, like in terms of fame, I said like he has to. Talking about, I'm like, talking about closeness to Whitlock down here. No, but on, I'm, I'm I'm saying like on that Kevin word, Hart's, I just won't say for right now. Yo, I mean Kevin Hart's doing what he got to do because I feel like time is, he, is ticking. Is he? Time he's is, not time really, is ticking. Not what does he have to do, bro? I mean, he's expecting him to do. Yo, he just got to get his money, bro. D and Mook, D and Mook. What do you expect him to be funny? To be funny. So you're saying his comedy content. So he can't cross over. Is directed to white people to get laughs and make money. Yes, yes. I, I will say this. I will he say this. Part- he has a very yeah. particular brand, and he sacrifices. He and sacrifices that- being edgy or sacrifices a certain type of content in Got order that. to appease to a wider audience. Reem, and, that bothers, I will- and that bothers you because that bo- no, that just says he's not he's not funny to me. And okay, and so that bothers you because people think he's funny. So Ooh, other people I, can have an opinion selling of him. himself short. Ah, I see what you're doing, Rain. He's selling himself short. In what in what way? Yeah, so it's a little bit of a sellout thing, but like I'm not gonna knock him. That's why I said I'm not gonna call him Jason Whitlock. Yeah. Right? It's kind of the same thing with The Rock, but The Rock I, actually The Rock somehow gets good projects out. I don't know how. I'm not understanding. But not like great projects, but is. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just realized wrong with it. That's his choice. I'm saying. I think. I think Kevin Hart realizes he has an expiration. I don't think it's authentic. What I'm saying. I I don't think the his Netflix stand up thing, the the most recent one he did, that was clearly catered to a specific audience because that shit was triggity trash. How many people? How many people can Ooh. do authentic work? Like, let be realistic here. Like in all, in, in all genres. So like in comedy, you got Dave Chappelle, right? Yeah. In music, you have like Drake or maybe, you know, or J. Cole. But like in every genre, how many people can truly do what they want? Like I, you can't Kanye really West. get, 
Kanye, no, very few. Yeah, Kanye does what he wants. So like, so if somebody wants. does something to to cater towards a certain audience, like yeah. anybody else in the world, why yeah. do they get bashed unless there's something in that work that should be bashed? For I'm not because it's manipulation. Bashing. It's manipulation. I'm not. I'm not. Like bashing. you're mad you're at Kevin Hart. You're trying to present one way. Yeah. But clearly, you're moving a different way. Mm. But you still want to present that one way because you got to chase the bag. But is that really who you are? And you're destroying your life outside of this? You're getting in car accidents. You're cheating on your wife. But you want to present as this pristine family brand. Or talk shit about your ex-wife. And then you make piss poor content. Yeah. And so it's just like, I'm not, again, he's making his bread. He's making his money. But it's like, when you get to that level, I would hope that you can have some sort of authenticity, authenticity remain about you. Exactly. And not just be a brand, like, and that's why I brought up the Rock because the Rock is just a brand. Like, I don't even know if he's a different character in his movies anymore. He just well, plays but, the plays the Why Rock are you Why are you movie. gonna compare the Rock to Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart is a comedian. The Rock is was a WWE star and then a, and, and a movie actor. Those are because two when you think the different... Rock, you get a certain you get a certain. I know what I'm gonna get with the Rock, right? Uh huh. And when I think of Kevin Hart, I know what I'm gonna get with Kevin Hart. But why are you comparing the two in the first place? Because they have a very, I, f- I find them very similar. Their brand and what they do, how they want to be safe. How they want to I be think safe. they do, I think they move really same, really the same. The Rock does it a lot better than Kevin Hart is doing now. Because in my opinion, Kevin Hart is, is conflicting with himself on what he wants to do. Well, I would argue Kevin Hart's more locked. Kevin Hart's more locked into what he can do. The Rock is a mo- again. The Rock is a movie star, an actor, and a personality, which just naturally gives him more variety to do things. Kevin Hart is a comedian. He's a funny guy. If you just listen to him over a podcast, you would still laugh. You don't need to see him in person to get some of those laughs. The The Rock, you can hear him over a podcast, and you might have something very uh, thoughtful to say. You can watch a video or a movie with him and it's going to be good or funny. He can, you know, produce movies or be in TV shows. Like, But like the way they were marketing, the way they're doing the same, they market the same way on Instagram. Like motivational Monday, time to get up, time, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's get up and go. Like, but I, I guess I, I hear what you're saying, but I also think that's like boxing him in. And like other people that you would say, Kevin Hart might have money. I don't even think he has more money than Dave or Chris, but when you mention Kevin Hart's name and comedians, he's never going to, to me, he's never going to be in that conversation with Dave and Chris ever or Eddie. Well, yeah. And just like, you know, in a way Drake is never going to be in the same conversation as Jay-Z for me in terms of best MC. Right. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying in that sense. And I think that's just them choosing, you know, Kevin choosing to go a a different path in terms of his comedy where he's going to cater more to the audience as opposed to his person. Well, I shouldn't even say that, but, yeah, I guess it just depends on what they choose to do, what they choose to pursue in terms of, you know, comedy or in the music case, in terms of, you know, the content they produce. Yeah. And, and I hear you in saying, like, why hold them to that standard? Because there's a whole bunch of mediocre white comedians out there, like or even other uh, comedians of color who are mediocre, like uh, what's the name? Mencia, Dane Cook, who are like just terrible, not funny. Um but they still have a staple in the culture. But it's just like with Kevin, it's like, I know there's something there. There could be something there. Mm. But it's like an active decision he's making to do else otherwise. And so it's just like, man, 
Is that because no, you you're putting you figure pressure? It out, I'm just I'm not really paying attention to you. But is is that people putting pressure on Kevin to to do that because he's a black comedian and he needs to continue to grow to help other black comedians, or is that your view on comedians altogether? That's my view on comedians <laughs> altogether for me. Okay. Fair enough, then. Fair enough. Yeah, when you got it, when you're a comedian, I, I feel like there has to be a level of authenticity. Mm, yeah, with yeah. your work, um, and and for Kevin, it and I don't, I can, honestly, it could be a racial bias. It could be, but the way that I work out, work it out in my head is that there's there was talent. Like when you watch him in Forty Year Old Virgin and what he did in for in that five minute cameo in Forty Year Old Virgin, and you watch his character, he's not screaming. He's not yelling until the very end, until it warrants it at the very end. And he's playing that character with nuance. Yeah, I feel like that's one. And of it's like, OK, he can, act, he, he can do this like he has it. Yeah. But it's like but he's putting forth this other image or direction. And that personally for me is just not for me. And I don't and I think the content has suffered because of it. But he clearly is getting to the bag. Clearly. Yeah. We're not I mean, refuting that he's getting to the bag. I mean, even his little segments in uh, what was it? Scary movie him and Anthony Anderson. Yeah. yeah, like their little, their, their like little segment that they had. That shit was like two seconds long, but that's like a one of the best scenes in a movie. Yeah, like them two going at it. Even in Soul Plane, even I in Soul Plane, he was yeah. he, wasn't, Plane, he yeah. was trying to be over the top, and he was just really funny in that movie. Yeah, yeah, he just he, he just kind of grinds my gears now with all all the screaming and stuff. I think Maybe for me, I was just disappointed with that last stand-up because I was just because back to D's point, it's just like you know what Kevin Hart could do, and it's just like. Maybe he didn't really rehearse this, or like maybe he just kind of threw something out there, but it just it did not seem like Kev. And for me, also, like when he says his last special was called "No Fucks Given," but then you spend the whole your whole time promoting it is is uh defending it, saying, "Well, I I didn't give no I don't care what y'all think because this is my this is my special. I put out what I want to do." And then I give no fucks, so that's why I did it. So, well, if you're responding to the criticism, then you kind of give, yeah, a, you fuck. give a fuck. <laughs> so, which one is it? It, it kind of don't was, give a fuck. You put put out your project and say, "Fuck it, it's bad, it's bad, whatever." Fuck y'all. I'm Kevin Hart. Yeah, I do what the fuck I want. But if it's bad, and now you're being self conscious about the work that you put out, then it's like, dude, man, yeah, stand stand your ground. Yeah. Stand, stand ten towns, ten toes down, bro. Double down on it. But it boils back to the intent versus impact, like. Yeah, that shit backfired, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like I actually do give a fuck. <laughs> like I actually do give a fuck about this, and it flopped. Like fuck. <laughs> and and guess who's back? Dave is back. Dave was gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm saying like the, yeah, the, Dave. Dave was gone. You were eating. Dave came I'm back. Just, and Dave is killing it, bro. Now shout out to doing? um, he he did an interview with David Letterman. Did y'all watch that on Netflix? Who? Dave Chappelle. I didn't see it. My oh guest my. needs my guest needs some introduction. You talking about that? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. did it. He did it. That because you know, go. Yeah. <sighs> Dave's the goat, man. He's like shit. I'm doing everything out here in Cleveland, bro, or wherever he is. He's out in Ohio, right? Something like yeah, that. He is in Ohio. Yeah. He's like, yo, I'm. If y'all want to do something, if y'all want to do a segment, y'all got to come out here. Like he's just any. He's really like standing by the whole no fucks given thing. Like y'all, I'm done with Hollywood, bro. If y'all want me, come out here. We can have a conversation. And it is not easy to do what Dave did. Not everybody could do what Dave did, but because yeah. of Dave's integrity and because of what he did, 
Now he has the power to say, you know what, take my show down. I don't, I'm not getting paid, take my show down. Netflix takes it down, HBO Max takes it down. Whereas if Kevin Hart was in that situation, I feel, and I could be wrong, I feel like he would put out a statement pandering to the streaming services. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he kind of showed that with hosting, what was it, the Emmys or the Grammys? The, the Oscars, Oscars. Really fired him from the Oscars, yeah. which was bullshit. Yeah, it was because, bullshit. Because that, that shouldn't have happened. It only happened because he was black. But yeah. again, stand 10 toes down, say I already apologized for those comments. I realized that I was wrong. If you want to, if you want to see my full apology, go find it because it's there. But I'm gonna move forward from this, you know. And he said that to begin with, but then he went on a, a whole um, tour of apologies. Tour of apologies. Yeah. Starting with Ellen, um, and Ellen has had a bad 2020 herself. So <laughs> that's another topic that we need to get into. Not Ellen, but just like cancel culture in general. Just. <laughs> The, the powers of social media. Well, and like, the, the cancel culture started as one thing and then their heroes started to get canceled and now you don't want to cancel. <laughs> Once the bad stuff comes out about the people who you like, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, it's just, it's like too much. And I know I'm a, you know, like I do this myself, but it's like, it's too much judgment on things that people know nothing about. You mm-hmm. know, like, and it's just like, we all enjoy it though. We love to talk about, you know, Kevin Durant, you know, why he did this, why he did that. Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Kawhi, you know, Tom Brady. Like, we all love to talk about these superstar mega athletes and what we think they're thinking and why they do what they do. And, you know, that's all great. But at the same time, like, some people take it too far. And I wish people would just kind of, like, shut up with their, oh, I know for a fact that he did this because of this or she did this because of this. Or, you know, he would sell out in a heartbeat, like, I think people need to like, I don't know, people are going to do what they want to do. So I can't really say much about it, but there's definitely a level where it starts to irritate and where people start to be, start to criticize every single thing that people do. And not even just mega stars, but like just average athletes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yo, it's just crazy because like nowadays with social media and stuff, everybody's a fucking investigative journalist now. <laughs> like everybody is trying to connect dots and shit. You know what we, I mean? That's our and, we started a podcast. That's what we're doing. Yeah, but I'm just... <laughs> hey, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> you don't know shit about shit. That's, like that's every, intro. <laughs> every year, every year during the draft, how often do you find somebody's tweets from like when they were 12 years old? <laughs> somebody find on social media to post like, hey, yeah. like this person said this 10 years ago. Like, Yeah. Well, D, you talk about like this. You, you were in a podcast. You do a podcast. There's... There's going to be criticisms or critique or, or just views like our opinions. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's a difference between somebody, you know, in their head, creating a scenario of why this person did this, like, oh, this person went through this and did this. And, and you know, like, I feel like there, there's a difference between just giving your honest opinion off of the facts that are there versus assuming or basing thoughts off of what you expect somebody to be like from past experiences, you know, like, what would be an example? Um, Yeah. Like we're not out here like making like allegations and shit on people. And granted, I feel like the, the dangerous pieces, like if depending on the amount of following that you have too, like that's like a snowball. That's a domino effect. Like, Oh shit. Like this person said that made this allegation now it's being retweeted and like other followers. And then it just becomes like this big thing. You know what I'm saying? 
Absolutely, man. Um, a great example of that. I actually do wanted to talk to you guys about this at another time. It's a longer conversation. Um, it is kind of out of y'all realms because y'all don't like Star Wars, but the Star Wars character John Boyega, um, the only black character, main character in the new film, came out talking about how uh, his his character was regulated to a stereotype, just a butt end of a joke, and was sweating all the time, and how he was. It was pitched to him, and how the movie started was. He was going to be a main character, and then as the as the trilogy went on, he got pushed further and further into the background, and they only knew what to do with the white characters. And um, I say this because Star Wars was re- really defended by social justice warriors. I put that in air quotes about how it's being uh, progressive and how it's addressing the problematic issues in Hollywood because they had a a, a female lead, pretty much a female lead who was um, overpowerful. Mm. And so it was a lot of think pieces by social justice warriors about how great Star Wars is. And then now you have a black character come out and talk about, well, actually it really, it wasn't. And um, the, the flaws that come out with it. And then you still get people to Kareem's point who take what he's saying and somehow flip that to, well, this is the toxic fan base who, who did this, you know? Um, and, just taking headlines and putting words in people's mouths and making even to the point of making editorials and and news lines about that um, and putting words in people's mouths when they were really talking about John Boyega was talking about Hollywood. Right. And how Hollywood does this. But then people like, uh, let's say, The Times flipped it to this is a problem with the toxic male fan base and the backlash that they're getting. Uh, because they had it because of whatever so on and so forth so you know that's what i was trying to get at might be a little confusing but it's a longer topic for another day no i mean i I think that kind of gets to the point that i'm trying to make and just that there is a balance and a place for people to give their opinions and thoughts and criticism but then there is a point where people take it too far And, and people that have power like you said shiz take it too far and then they actually impact those people's you know livelihoods so like, I, I, you know, part of our rights, you know, as Americans, because we fight for our rights, right, America. But, you know, we, we are, we're allowed to give our opinions. We're, we're entitled to talk about what we want to talk about and say what we want to say. But I think if you're going to do that, you need to have some self-awareness to recognize that you don't know shit. And like, that's okay. So like we say, we don't know shit. Like we're just talking and that's okay. But there are people that talk like that and think that they know shit. And I think that's mm-hmm. what bothers me. Um, is when people give their opinions and criticism and it's it's fact it's they know this for certain that that this is how it would go as i'm talking this out and reflecting d i think that's probably what bothers me a little bit more that's the dangerous thing because and i think i was just thinking about this kareem not to rehash our whole kevin hart talk but when i'd say kevin hart's a brand like right now i'm looking he's selling 25 dollars two for 25 dollars shorts from fabletics you know what i mean (laughs) like he's doing that whereas i think um and this is why i'm thinking strictly comedian like a different comedian might be working on their craft in that sense and that's why i i I liken him to the rock because the rock is also every time you see the rock he's selling something so every time i see kevin hart i feel like he's selling me something or or his end goal is to sell something and i think that's why i say that he's a brand and that's where the inauthenticity comes from yeah no that's that's yeah that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Yeah. Mm. It's just I, like with although, the rock, it's like, damn, like 
I'm trying to get a workout, an Under Armour shirt, and some tequila. <laughs> what type of shit Yo, is this? He's, he's a human monopoly, bro. He has a show. Oh, he has a show on Yo. HBO. Yeah. He has um a is new it show ballers? On, huh? Ballers, ballers on right? HBO. Yeah. He has a new show called Young Rock coming out on NBC. Um, Jeez. he's in every single movie. He yeah. has a DC movie coming out where he's gonna be a superhero now. Jesus. And he, like you said, he cor- he's about to corner the tequila market. And yep. he has a really strong um, athletics. I knew uh, I knew market. it was a rat when he completely hijacked the Fast and Furious. Like, yeah, and he hijacked <laughs> the Fast and Furious franchise to the point where he separated and has his own separated, franchise. Now. Yeah, had yeah. had uh, what's his name crying on social Tyrese. media. Tyrese and and, <laughs> and, fuck, and Vin Diesel out of here. We just gonna yeah. call this shit. It's no longer Fast and Furious. This is Hob and Shaw. Like, <laughs> and I like it's it's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, D, I mean, Kevin Hart has his own production, Heartbeat Productions, like, you know what I'm saying? Which I do the- like, D- Dave is from Heartbeat Productions, yep. which is great. So yeah. maybe, so to that point, Kareem, maybe Kevin needs to move away, or in my opinion, maybe Kevin moves away from the art for a little bit, from the stand-up for a little bit, and focuses on being an executive, because like he career, can open yeah. up so many doors yeah. with all, all the money he has now, as a black executive, and producing content for the culture for himself or for the culture no for the culture I, yeah. he can he can put so many other people on now like he no longer has to i see what you're saying like he no longer has to be like that forefront guy like i can right. sit back i can i could be the pull director. the strings yeah i could pull the strings mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. help yeah. people along the way and maybe um, maybe taking a step back will help him come up with more material yeah i will say you know like just because people are publicly have their hands in other things doesn't mean they aren't working on their craft as well but i also think that it comes down to like you you get to see his stuff you we see his content so if we don't think it's good then clearly we don't think he's improved you know like it's a it's a pretty clear uh you know deduction or or same thing with Kanye. it's like yo you're doing so many things right now the music suffers Mm. you Mm. see so Kanye is like a really good example of that i feel like to your point of I think he'd be making better music if he wasn't, you know, involved with Gap, involved with Easy, involved with, you know, all these other things he's trying yeah. to do, his divorce, like all, all this stuff, you know? Building a city but at the same time, I understand that Gap and Yeezy are his main revenue streams now, and music is not lucrative. Well, and also, I wonder if, it, if his love has changed, you know? Like, maybe he just has lost interest in music, and he really is about fashion now. And, yeah, and like, if that's the well. case, then that's a great point, know, there's Rain. nothing wrong with People that. People evolve. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe music was just the catalyst for getting into what he really wanted to do, which was the fashion thing. Yeah, that could have been a long-time goal for him. And he was like, I'm, I can make music, I can rap, I can write, so let me start with this. But, you know, his yeah. long-time thing was, you know, let me get into that, so... Well, to that, to my same point, then stay in the background, let Kid Cudi and let <laughs> Travis Scott and let all of them take over now because whatever's going on yeah. with you, man, is done. <laughs> Might be just an ego yeah. thing, too. It's just like, uh, I'm not ready to like, oh, it's that de- pass I think the it's throne. A huge part of that, I'm not ready to give up my spot. Yeah, I think that's a huge part. That's what that's what I'm saying. Gatekeepers, yo, like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really ready I'm to give it West. up. Yeah, yeah, Who, yeah exactly. Heart. Like, I can still do this. But I feel like that might have been his falling out with Jay. Like, yo, my nigga, like, fall back. Just be behind the camera, dog. Like, you can make mad money behind mm-hmm. this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
or even you're messing up the money. <laughs> Yo, you're game. fucking up the <laughs> money just yeah. doing this little stuff. Like I'm Walt Disney. Like Walt Disney just had his name <laughs> on shit. He wasn't out there doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm shocked kind of didn't come up sooner actually because there's definitely stuff going on with him. So we'll have to get into that in uh in another day, another pod. Yeah, yes, man. Sir. Great podcast, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good shit. Hey, to you wanna you wanna wrap I'll, it up? Yeah. Just yeah 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 yeah. This has been another episode of Off the Rip. Thank you for listening. Uh, please download, subscribe, press like, whatever you need to do. Get it out to the people. Peace out. Forget about where you came from How the fuck I 